This is your morning wake-up call on Sports Country. Grab a cup of coffee and hang with us every weekday morning for the latest news, sports, and other things going on around the world and in your backyard. Now, here's your host, Gene Gums. Good morning, everybody. It is six minutes past nine o'clock here in Middletown, Connecticut. Welcome to a Friday morning wake-up call here on Sports Country Radio, TGIF. We appreciate you spending some time with us this morning. We are uh, having some difficulties on Facebook this morning, but uh, we are doing our best to uh, try to get it on live for you Um it has been very difficult, and needless to say, with our uh, our internet connection down here, it is uh, <laughs> we're running off of satellite internet, and it is very slow. But we are doing our best. So those of you uh, that normally watch on Facebook, hopefully you have found your way over to the audio only stream. Uh, we will continue to try to get uh, the video up for you as quickly as we can. Um, one of the uh, big things that we're going to talk about today, of course, the NFL, the final week of the season is finally here. We're going to have Dan Zampano on to talk NFL football as we do every week. Uh, and uh, Antonio Brown's saga, um, well, I guess it's finally over. I mean, I, I don't know if it's over. I suspect this is going to end up going, uh, it might end up going to court. Because they finally officially cut ties with him yesterday, but now with the he said, they said stuff going on uh, right now, I don't really know how that's going to turn out well for either of the teams. I tell you what, I I don't think it looks good for the Bucks right now. Um, you know, and it was a story this morning about how you know NFL a lot of NFL players play injured voluntarily, yada yada yada. Um, but Antonio Brown said he tried to play and it wasn't working. And, uh, so we'll see, you know, in the whole, and now the <laughs> Tom Brady's trainers gotten pulled into it. It's just a mess. It's just a mess. So we'll talk to Dan Zampano about all that coming up here in a couple of minutes. Uh, I watched a couple of pretty good hockey games last night. Um, it was a chippy game in Boston, but it was certainly entertaining. But the Boston Bruins lose last night uh, to the Minnesota Wild by a final of 3-2. to two. And I mean, when I tell you this game was chippy, uh, I'm not kidding. Uh, 19 penalties in the game, 11 of them called against the Bruins. It really hurt them last night. Uh, uh, Kirill Ka- uh, Kaprizov scored in his fourth straight game. The great story last night, though, kid by the name of Matt Boldy. Most of you probably have not heard of him. He played at Boston College, played in his first NHL game last night for the Minnesota Wild, got to play it in TD Garden about 20 miles from where he grew up, uh, just a couple of miles from where he played college hockey, and he had an opportunity to play against the Bruins last night, and he scored his first NHL goal with 12-26 uh, into the second period. Good for him. The Wild win the game. 
it's a game that the Bruins are going to uh, be upset that they lost. Look, that was a Minnesota team that came in last night that had lost five straight. Bruins had won three straight. They had everything going their way, but they couldn't stay out of the penalty box. You know, and uh, Minnesota was 0-4-1 uh, since early uh, in December. They had some games canceled because of COVID. They had five of them postponed because of COVID. So they haven't played a lot of games, but it's a team that the Bruins felt that they should have won last night. And letting one get away uh, on your home ice, uh, that's going to be a tough one for Bruins fans to swallow last night. Um, the Wild get to play the Washington Capitals on Saturday, see if they can carry some momentum into that. They'll have their hands full with the Caps, of course. And the Bruins, it doesn't get any easier for them. Uh, they have to go on the road, and they have to play at Tampa Bay against the Lightning on Saturday night. So that is going to be a tough one as well. Uh, I caught a little bit of this one last night. I didn't stay up for the whole game. I couldn't because I had to be up early to do this show this morning. But the Nashville Predators win again last night. They win on the road. They beat the Los Angeles Kings 4-2. to uh, Philip Forsberg last night, a goal and an assist. It's his third straight game uh, with, uh, with uh, multiple points. Uh, and a great job by uh, the goaltender last night. Uh, 46 saves for uh, Juice Suarez. A great game. And I'll tell you what, this Predators team... Absolutely on fire. 11-2-1 in its last 14 games. They've got the Central Division lead. Uh, over that span, by the way, Forsberg leads the NHL with 12 goals. Uh, Soros 9-2 and and in one eight one goals against average. 94% save percentage over that time period. So right now, this uh, National Predators team, one of the hottest ones in the NHL. A great game last night. Nashville, by the way, they absolutely own the Los Angeles Kings. 14-2-6, and six, uh, and they've won nine of the last ten against Los Angeles. And uh, on the road, it doesn't seem to bother them. 7-1-3 in their last 11 games um, against uh, the Kings in the Staples Center, or what is now called the Crypto.com Arena. I still can't get over that. Nashville has a good chance to keep that run going. They get to play. Uh, on the road, they're going to finish up their road trip at the Arizona Coyotes on Sunday, a team they should beat. Uh, the Kings get to play a very good Detroit Red Wings team. The Red Wings have been pretty hot as well. They come in there to Los Angeles on Saturday, so that is who the Kings will play in that one. Uh, the uh, uh, New York Rangers played last night. Um, look, there's a lot of great if – you, if you're not a hockey fan, you know, and a lot of times I, I used to be one of those people that didn't get into NHL hockey too much until um, the playoffs. But for whatever reason, and I don't know whether, whether it's because I've moved down to kind of uh, hockey hell. <laughs> it's probably not fair. But living down here in the south now in North Carolina, hockey's not that big a deal. So maybe it's be my New England roots making me Jones for it. You know, used to seeing the Bruins and the Rangers and the Islanders all the time, everywhere. Uh, of course, I'm, a, I'm an old uh, Hartford Whalers fan. So maybe it's the fact I'm down here in the south and you don't really see it. I don't have a team that's close. Look, Carolina's three and a half, four hours away. I'm not rooting for them anyway. We've been all through that with uh, them stealing the Whalers from Hartford. Nashville's four and a half hours away. Uh, there's no team in Atlanta anymore. Uh, Tampa's ten hours away. Florida's, you know, the, 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 the Panthers are a trillion miles away. So, look, it's, it's – uh, uh, so maybe it's uh, my New England roots and I'm just jonesing for it because I'm in a place where there is not a lot of hockey action. 
Well, that's going to uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Dan Zampano is going to join us to talk NFL football. Uh, we, you know, we know he's going to have a lot to say. We're going to start off with some Antonio Brown talk, and uh, we'll kind of go on from there, <laughs> get his thoughts on that, and all the playoff scenarios. I mean, the Patriots could finish anywhere from first to seventh. And uh, Dan, being that big uh, New England Patriots follower, we'll, we'll uh, talk to him about all that when we come back. Back in a minute, you're listening to The Wake Up Call on Sports Country. Welcome back to The Wake Up Call, 15 minutes past the hour. And ladies and gentlemen, it is my favorite time of the week, our chance to talk to Dan Zapano. And Dan, I am so thrilled. We have you on live for once. I think I still had hair the last time we had you on on live. Uh, I understand you're a little snowed in up there in New England, huh? Yeah, we are. First off, uh, don't flatter yourself. There's no way you had hair. And then second off... uh, the snow is coming down in droves up here. It's nice to actually see a little bit of it because, you know, you don't get to see that down in Virginia. But I'll tell you what, I get a little cushy down in Virginia like the last couple, the last year or two, you know, not having to shovel anything. Right. I'll be shoveling all day, so I'll get my workout in. What the hell? It's a good thing you're young. Uh, yeah, that's true. We have tons to get to this morning. But let's start off, first of all, by the way, nice job on the picks last week, five and one. Uh, I don't know how you did on the Sunday card, but here on Sports Country, you were 5-1. and one. The only game you blew, my friend, was you actually thought Denver was going to beat the Chargers. But outside of that, you were spot on last week. So uh, good good for you. How'd you do on the Sunday card? Terrible. But it's what? okay. <laughs> Chris, Christmas miracles can happen every once in a while, you know. But, I mean, Sunday card, we did okay. We did a nice job hitting the uh, the money line parlay this week for Matty. Shout out to him. Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, that was a – a nice winner. So, you know, we're going to we're going to keep moving forward. Week 18 is the hardest week because you don't really know Who's gonna play. who yeah. is going to play right. and this and that. But I mean, we have a lot of drama coming up oh. following following a week of drama that we just Yeah. Had. Okay, so let's start off with some drama because I've been talking about this all week and and let's start off with the soap opera that has become the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which is by the mm. way is not what Tom Brady needs going into the playoffs. Um, this whole Antonio Brown debacle, I don't know about you, but when I was watching that on Sunday, I was trying to think if I have ever, ever seen something like that in any sport where somebody just basically says peace out in the middle of the game and takes his uniform off and runs off the field. That's number one. And look, Antonio Brown's got a history. We all know that. But the stuff that has come out this week you know, it all started out, first of all, it sounded like Antonio Brown was completely in the wrong here. Then Antonio Brown finally starts firing back and says, look, you know, I've got an MRI that shows my ankle screwed. Uh, I told him I couldn't play. You know, I told him I would try to play. They shot me up with painkillers that, you know, that are dangerous. I finally decided I couldn't play anymore. It hurt too much. And then my coach does the slashing of the neck and says, you're out of here. I mean, holy cow, look. If what Antonio Brown says is true, and we don't know that, look, we, you know, we're getting it through the Antonio Brown filter, but if what he says is true, not a good look for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and especially not a good look for Bruce Arians. So it's, it's like B.A. wanted to have A.B. killed. He yes. might as well just put that yes. out there. I mean, yes. like, it's like unbelievable. <laughs> I, you know, given the little like execution sign, it was like, whoa, like that was a wild thing. But I mean, yeah, I haven't seen anything like that ever. Yeah. Walking, watching somebody come off, come off the field and, and he's running around the end zone as I'm looking up on the screen. And I'm like, guys, what is going on? You know, <laughs> what? 
is, is this part of the play? Like, is this right. a like what right. is going on here? And and then all the hell broke loose. So, you know, I, I think this is a couple of things. I think this is probably a combination of we know that Bruce Arians is kind of a loose cannon when it comes to he's not afraid to mince words, right. I guess you would say. Right. Um, and and I it, look, Antonio Brown has no wiggle room in this situation. No. I mean, as, as far as his history. So, you know, any he said in the past, any little thing, Bruce Arians didn't even want to sign him. Right. You know, and and. The Bucks have been very bad at kind of communicating exactly what they were going to do with Antonio Brown. But I would say that Antonio Brown also is dealing with a lot of mental health issues yeah, he that needs, need he, to be resolved. No question. You know? yeah, he, I, I said this during the week. I mean, look, the guy has obviously shown over the years that he needs help. You know, right. and when he came back to the Bucks, he says, "You know, I've gotten some help, and I've learned a lot about myself." Yeah, look, here's the thing: the one thing we know, and we we've all dealt with people with mental health issues. I don't know about you; I've had I've been in therapy at times. There are just you yep. know, if you have mental health issues, it's not like you can go to a therapist a couple of times and said, "I'm good." You know, right? It's an ongoing process. It's I I likened it to being somebody who's an alcoholic or has trouble with substance abuse. You you know, it's a daily struggle. And, you know, I'm not sure that because of playing in the NFL, I'm not sure how easy it is to get these guys to be as focused on their mental health as they should be. No, I think you're 100% right. I mean, look at Josh Gordon situation. Right. We've talked about that at nauseum for, you know, the last few years. Yep. So, so with Antonio Brown, I mean, I, personally, to me, I don't know if you can really trust exactly what he's saying. Just because of his state, you would need to see some documentation. This might go to court. Now the Bucks are saying that, you know, he asked about he, – he blew up at halftime because he felt like he was getting frozen out because of the incentives in his contract, and he was a couple yards away from getting this, that, and the other. Right. And it was – you know, look at his contract. He's only a million-dollar contract, and, you know, that's $300,000 if he can get those incentives. And, you know, you know, so that that means a lot to him, but you know, I, it's a kind of a sad situation, and it's at the worst time. So the Bucks, the Bucks really need to just rid themselves of this, and they've already released them, and just move forward. I, and and this is on Brady now. Brady's been his biggest backer, so now it's on Brady to turn the page and just be like, look, we just have to move forward because we're not playing good football right now. Um. So the let's we'll move on from that. And the other drama that we had this week was uh, a guy who votes for MVP for the NFL, uh, oh, for the Associated Press, comes out and says, well, I'm not allowed to tell you who I voted for, but I can tell you who I didn't vote for. <laughs> <laughs> and says, I'm not voting for, you know, and he goes into the whole thing. Look, we've, we've all talked about that ad nauseum this year with, with everything that's gone on with, with, with Aaron Rodgers. And look. Aaron Rodgers is a different kind of dude. We all know that he, you know, he dances to the beat of a different drummer. We get all that. But to have this guy come out and do this, this is nothing more. Nobody knew who this guy was. Nothing more than a cry. cry. Look at me. Look at me. Um, Now, having said that, I'm not sure Aaron Rodgers' response was necessarily the best where he comes out and says, yeah, he's a bum. You know, you know, if you're Aaron Rodgers, shouldn't you just – well, maybe not. But shouldn't you take the high road here? 
Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers, if you've watched him on the Pat McAfee show this week and, and they do a book club yeah, um, on the Pat McAfee yep. show, and the book he recommended this week was The Subtle Art of Not Giving a yeah. Blank. Yeah. So <laughs> I, By I, the way, I've read I, that book. Well, then you should know exactly, <laughs> exactly what, you know, like saying something like that as a voter yeah. is like, I'm not an a-hole, but if I was, you this know, is what like, I would it, say, it, yeah, like, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's just, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and this, this brings up a, a situation of this, the politics that go into the MVP vote, the politics that go into the Hall of Fame vote in every sport, all these in every sport. Yeah, yep. And and this is bringing this to the forefront of our of what we see as fans and shows us that, you know, there are guys that just need to be stricken from the record for for, for <laughs> literally. I mean, this guy should lose. I he agree with Aaron yeah. Rodgers. He, he should, should lose, lose his vote. His vote. Yeah. I agree with Rodgers. Yeah. He said exactly what I would have said. He's a bum. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's ridiculous. Like yeah. you need to base this on 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 the on the field play and i get it maybe baseball is the one sport that you could argue because you know of all that steroid era whatever you however well, you want to do it yeah and the baseball writers association actually have a morals clause kind of thing in uh their right. voting, their voting thing so so baseball's got that wiggle room i don't necessarily agree with it but baseball has that wiggle room but but as far as this goes i mean it's just this guy was just it was uncalled for look and and i guarantee you there are probably plenty of other voters that feel the same way but, yeah. but why call attention to it? Right. Just vote the way you were going to vote. But, like, the fact that you did that now, actually, it makes me kind of happy that he said that because it exposes the morons right. that vote, right. you know? Like, and, and, and as fans, most fans are, you know, not as in in like plugged in as, as the writers are. But I would say the writers sometimes just have this, like, bias, uh, whether it's political or, you know, social – that they kind of will gear them gear their votes votes towards if if it comes down to splitting hairs between Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and they right. don't like the fact that Aaron Rodgers isn't vaccinated right who do you think they're going to vote well, for yeah, you no know question. well you know but i will say this the one thing that this idiot did say in in his in his uh, rambling about Aaron Rodgers i mean he did make the point that you know, that look you could make a case that a guy like Jonathan Taylor or a guy like Cooper Cup could be an MVP candidate on their own. Look, it, without Jonathan Taylor, the Indianapolis Colts are nowhere. And what Cooper Cup has done in with the Rams this year is great. You know, unfortunately for those two guys, his comments kind of kind of hurt them a little bit. You know, but but you know, I I mean, I could see voting for either one of those other two guys. Absolutely, but I mean, I don't think anybody didn't recognize that. You know, like what he's saying was not rocket science. Like, we, of course, <laughs> right, yeah. we know. That right. Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup, we've talked about for weeks. Hello, right? You know, I right. mean, like your whole argument is between two guys, right? And and you're basing it on, well, he's he he. I don't like him. So right. too bad. That's but that's like, a, yeah, I don't like you him. know. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a lot of people I don't like. All right. <laughs> uh, so I want to get your take on something. We have that extra week this year. The 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 game seventeen, mm. and there are some records that are in jeopardy because of that extra game. And this kind of harkens back. I always bring everything back to baseball. But this harkens back to when Roger Maris was going to beat Babe Ruth's record if he didn't do it in 154 games. You know, people felt there should be an asterisk 
next to Roger Maris, you know, beating it because now he played a 162-game season. Well, Cooper mm-hmm. Cup has a chance to break some records. Uh, T.J. Watt is a sack and a half away, or I mean one sack away from beating Michael Strahan's record from 2001. Mm-hmm. How do you fall on this? Um, I mean, obviously, it's hard to compare eras. You know, like I think era that we don't do that anymore. I, you know, I mean, most of the guys that that play today are just better than the guys that played back then. But right. it, it's a testament to the guys that played back then that the records stand for that long. Right. You know, so I mean, when we talk, when when Randy Moss and and Tom Brady had their great season, and Randy Moss broke the um, touchdowns receiving record. I mean, we talked about that at the same time. He had 23 and 16 games and Jerry Rice did 22 and 14. Right. You know, so it was, it was, uh, I don't think it was really talked about. I think it was celebrated. And to me at the end of the day, you know, we can't, the players have to go out and play. Right. So the, are the records going to be in the record book? Sure. They are. Right. But if you look at it, but it, I think it actually enhances the players of the past, like Don Hudson back in yeah. the back in the forties, you know. I mean, his records, like he's still top five in some of these records. I mean, it's absurd, right? To to, to have that, I mean, that's incredible. So, you know, they break these records, but you get to see some of the guys that are passing, and I think it actually gets to teach you a little bit of history. So, as far as the extra game goes, I mean, it is that I don't think that's even really a relevant thing towards discrediting somebody's yeah, well, record. And the only reason I brought it up is Cooper Cup even said he was the one that kind of brought that up this week. He said he actually said, you know, he, to him it doesn't hold the same weight as it does for guys that did it in 16 games. He said, you know, it'd be nice. I mean, I guess it's great. He said, but to me, the guys that did it in fewer games are more impressive. So I think you kind of make a good point. But Cooper Cup was kind of the one, uh, you know, that raised this. Yeah, and and I'm glad that he did because I think he recognizes and he's being aware of, of of what the moment is, but he also recognizes the people of the past. So that's right. that that I think is a good thing to bridge those two things. Well, you know, and it's also I was thinking about like the, the sacks thing with uh, with T.J. Watt and Michael Strahan. You know, right. for a long time. A sack wasn't even an official stat. Recorded. When yeah, Deacon I, Jones probably well, the, has the record. That's the guy I was going to bring up when I was a kid. <laughs> I used to, you know, I used to watch Rams. The Rams were on TV all the time. Roman Gabriel, mm-hmm. the quarterback, and Deacon Jones and Merlin Love Olsen. That. Oh my God, what a team! They were great, but and Deacon Jones was everywhere, you know. And you wonder if they ever rolled back all the film and figured it out. Deacon Jones would probably be the greatest one ever. I was just talking about this with my father. Were you really? And show, show well, your father and I are the, your father and I are the same age. Right, exactly. I was just talking about it. I said, you know, the sacks really weren't recorded until what, the 1990s, 1980s? Yeah, I 80s, remember. I think, yeah. So, so, you know, I, Deacon Jones, I mean, the amount of, they kind of them as tackles, I'm pretty sure. So, I Big, mean, I, I had a Deacon Jones jersey. Big number 75 when I was a kid. I had, I had, that a, is awesome. I had a Deacon that is Jones so jersey. Cool. Yeah. So, you know, but that's, you know, but anyway, so I, but I, when he brought that up, I said, you know, it's, it's interesting because there was a big debate about that for a long time. The commissioner's office got involved in baseball with the, uh, the asterisk with Roger Maris. There was an asterisk for a little while on his record. It was eventually taken off, but they did that in the beginning. So, yeah, that's crazy. I think it's going to be awesome if TJ Watt breaks that record. That's a great record. What a, by what, you know, we're going to get into a little bit about last week. I, I don't think I have ever seen. What was one of the more dominating defensive performances last week mm. by the Pittsburgh Steelers? And 
you know, look, my <laughs> the, the one thing I could never get away from in this game when I was watching that Pittsburgh-Cleveland game is why in the hell Cleveland kept throwing the football. <laughs> number one, you're getting your quarterback killed. But number two, with that running attack, the only chance they t- it seemed to me they had to win that game was to run the football. Well, my question was this the entire game. As soon as, as I mean, as soon as they walked out in the field, I said, why is Baker Mayfield playing? <laughs> well, I, that, just, that I, don't, yeah. Yeah. I have no idea why he's yeah. out. The guy is out there in a sling, right. has nothing to play for, has a torn labrum, right. and, and, and requires surgery. And, and they're not even in the playoffs. And then he gets sacked nine, <laughs> nine times. Yeah. I yeah. mean, like, that, that was the most Cleveland Browns thing I've ever seen in my whole life. I mean, what are we doing? And you don't run the football at all like you make that point. But at the end of the day, they had a better chance to win that game with Case Keenum. Yeah. I mean, well, Baker was terrible. Well, the, my question is, is that is that a is that a Baker Mayfield thing? Did he go to the coaches and say, I want to play? I mean, you mean, oh, we, we get I mean, we get back into the Antonio Brown thing about you know playing injured. Did you think the Cleveland Browns went to Baker Mayfield and said, "Hey, buddy, we want you to play this week because it's on Monday Night Football"? Like, who cares? <laughs> I like, hear who you. Cares? I hear you. you. Know, nobody's watching you. They're watching Ben. This is Ben's last game. Right. Like, come on. Like, you know, I mean, who? Nobody cares about you. Whether it's Case Keenum or freaking, you know, let's bring Spurgeon Win back from the yesteryear. <laughs> I mean, how many lists of Browns quarterbacks can you name? Let's run down the wheel. I mean, yeah, seriously. Right. Yeah. You know, so it's it, to me that was such a joke. But I mean, congratulations to DJ Watt. I mean, he's a freaking monster. Force act in that game. He's about to break this record but also congratulations to big ben i mean big ben ends his legacy not everybody is a big fan of big ben off the field stuff but you know i think that ben is one of the last of this generation it's really rogers and brady left it's the greatest generation of quarterbacks that's ever lived it's not even close that he's going to be a hall of famer book it and yeah well and he was you know uh, the one thing i always liked about ben and you're right the off-field stuff could be a little bit annoying the thing i liked about him when he played is he what he's a throwback you know he is mm-hmm. one of those guys you talk about you know guys from the past ben roethlisberger seemed like a guy you could throw in the 60s you know yes put in a quarterback back because he just has that kind of persona and maybe some of that's because he played with the Steelers too, but still, uh, and look, he wasn't great in his last game. You know, he completed what fifty percent of his pass. He wasn't great, but you know what? They, you know, he did enough, and and that team did enough to allow them to to win that game. So uh, I guess you couldn't ask for a better home send off than than he got, huh? No, I know. He, what did he throw? Forty six passes yeah. and one hundred and thirty yards. Yeah, and, you know, like, that. it was crazy. <laughs> like that's crazy. That you're right. He is from the sixties. That's not. I mean, that's right. Su- Those that's, are sixties numbers. He looks like he looks like Sonny Jurgensen out there because he's just exactly. a big guy. You know, like it's so funny. Yep. Uh, so um, we got so many possible playoff scenarios this week. Look, we we already know a lot of the teams are, that are going to be in, but there's still some some spots up for grabs, and also seeding is crazy. The Patriots could be the number one seed, or they could be the number seven seed. I mean, <laughs> it's nuts, you know, depending on what comes down this week. Um, but the first thing I want to talk about, and, and we'll start with the Patriots. Uh, ben Volan had an article this morning in the uh, Boston Globe. And uh, actually, I think it was from yesterday. And his point is the Patriots should want to play the Buffalo Bills in the playoffs, in the first round. That's who they should want to play. Does that make any sense to you? A hundred percent. Okay, you tell me why. I, I read the article, and I'm not – I you know, 
I'm not sure I agree, but give me give me why you think that's the case. I would love to play the, the Bills in the first round. I think that would be awesome. I think that the the Bills are the most familiar opponent. Okay. You know, I mean, I I think the Bill and and I think that would be such a motivating factor. I think the Bills may have and look, the Bills came in into New England. And uh, give them credit where credit is due. They, they whooped up on us. Like, there's no question about that. Uh, and I say us, and I will continue to say us. I get it. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, but what it is, I think, is there may be, I think, a sense of false bravado that might sink in with the Bills. I think they have confidence, sure. But if you really, like, can look at it positively, we split with the Bills. You know, I mean, Mike, you you split with them. You were able to beat them up there in the gross weather. And I think if it's up there, I don't trust the Bills in the weather. I just don't do it. I mean, look at last week. Yeah, they They, weren't good last week against the Falcons, yeah. They struggled last week against the Falcons. They lose to the Colts in a rainstorm up there. Right. They lose to the the Patriots in a rainstorm up there. I mean, and and the cold and the wind and whatever. If if there's some nasty weather, I think it plays great for the Patriots. I think there's adjustments that can be made after that game to be able to get the Patriots to win the game. And I get it. Like, you know, maybe people would say, oh, well, Cincinnati, you know, why wouldn't you want to play them? It's like, yeah, I get it. Cincinnati's not a tough team, but they, I mean, that quarterback and that wide receiver are going to be really yep, hard. Yep. I mean, really, really hard. So I would rather play the Bills. I think it's the most motivating and the most familiar. Okay. Well, you know, I, I guess, you know, and some of it is you look at it and, and uh, you know they're not going to play the Titans in the first round because the Titans are the number one seed. Amazing, that yeah, that's the case. Yeah, it really is. But you know, but you also look at the fact that you know if you're the Patriots, you know you wouldn't mind playing like the Chargers in the first round either. You spanked them the first time, and the, the Chargers are another one of those teams that to me uh, is a Jekyll and Hyde kind of team. So that wouldn't be a bad first round matchup either. I think if I'm the Patriots. No, but I mean the I'm going into this assuming that the Bills are going to beat the Jets. So I mean I I'm I'm going into well, it full gung ho thinking that this is an AFC this is a wild card game for the Patriots. They're going to be a wild card team. You so you I would just, think so, but you know what? I, look, I didn't think the Jets were going to give the Tampa Bay Bucks as much trouble as they did last week. No, no. So I mean you do you never know. You know the Jets are playing a lot better, but. I, I I just I do not see them going up to Buffalo and winning. I just can't see it. Well, no, well, I I'm with you. Uh, all right, so let's look at some of the other scenarios this week. I mean, and and how about the fact that the New Orleans Saints might actually qualify for the playoffs mm-hmm. if they can beat the Falcons and the 49ers lose to the Rams, which is not a stretch. The Saints would actually end up in the playoffs, and the 49ers would be out. Now, when Jameis Winston went down and the 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 mess that the the, the New Orleans Saints have had at quarterback, I find this nothing less than extraordinary. Oh, it's amazing. I mean, it, and it's a Sean Payton coach job. Yeah. I mean, that's like he should be up for coach, coach of the year. Of the year. Yeah. There's, no, there's no question about yep. that. I mean, if that happens, you've, you've got some amazing, amazing wins. They swept the Bucks this year. Yeah. I mean, the, the Bucks won the won the division for the first time in 07. They did not beat the Saints. I mean, that's, I mean, it's incredible what the Saints were able to do. And they had some real stinker losses, but right. their defense, their defense, and we've talked about their defense all season long, is how good it has been. The guys like Demario Davis and Cameron Jordan and Marshawn Lattimore, and they, they just have a great. I mean, how Dennis Allen, Dennis Allen, not being for a coach for a, a coaching job next year. I mean, and that's criminal to me. He's done a right. great job as a defensive coordinator. So, you know, I, I think it'll be tough. Obviously, it's a road divisional opponent. 
Uh, I don't think the Falcons will lay down. Uh, I think that they will definitely play hard in this game and try to play a little bit of spoiler. But right. I think there's a great chance that uh, that the Saints that the Saints make it. I mean, that's a tough game for the 49ers to go because the Rams are playing for the division. Right. So you know that's that's going to be a fascinating game. And depending on who plays quarterback and whatnot, you know, I mean. As long as Ian Book doesn't play, I think they might have a chance. <laughs> yeah, you're right, and I. But I just, you're right. I think Sean Payton probably should be up for Coach of the Year. You know, I don't mm. think I don't think he'll get it. I don't think you know. I think that uh, I still believe, and and I could be wrong, but I still believe that uh, Cliff Kingsbury may end up winning it. I think if the Falcons, I mean if the Falcons, if the Cardinals end up winning this week, I still think Kingsbury may end up winning it. I don't know. I to me, I, I would go probably in the direction more of Mike Vrabel. That's, would you? That's who I would. I, and I'll tell you. Well, why. yeah, because of the injury. Yeah, I, the injuries. Yeah. Do you yeah. realize the Titans played eighty-eight players on the roster yeah. this year? Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. that's incredible, and they're the number one seed. Yeah. How is that possible? I mean, they lost the MVP of their team. I think he's probably going to be get a lot of votes for that. It's going to be a close race. Yeah, I hadn't you know what? I had, I had kind of I had kind of forgot about that. And you know and, and it's I think some of the reason that I kind of took Tennessee and I know this is probably wrong. But part of the reason that I took Tennessee out of it was, was the way the Patriots absolutely spanked them. Mm. You know, I think when the Patriots dominated them and then you and that's why I think it's amazing that they're the number 1 seed when you when I looked up and I went, "What?" You know, it just didn't. It, I couldn't. I couldn't. Couldn't fathom it. But anyway, uh, you know, that's 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 neither here nor there. Because what the hell do I know? Uh, <laughs> let's get to a couple other things uh, from last week's games. And I wanted to. We talked about it briefly, but uh, Joe Burrow uh, mm. last week, four hundred and forty-six yards and four touchdowns. By the way, despite being sacked four times, uh, what a great win for the Cincinnati Bengals. That is a. Uh, you know, I don't want to over, I don't want to over dramatize it, but that is one of the best wins for that franchise uh, in decades. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, maybe, I, maybe that's overly dramatic, but that was a stunning win. I mean, they haven't won anything in decades, so right. I think that's, <laughs> a, that's a pretty good win. You yeah. know, I mean. So, you know, they're going to get a home home game. I mean, who picked the Bengals to win this division? Right. I mean, who did that in the beginning of the year? Uh, it's incredible what they did. And and honestly, as I said, uh, you know, a little bit on Twitter this week, I, I, I put Joe Burrow, number two quarterback in the league this year. Do you? I, I think I really do. I think he is outstanding. Um, and I said it when he was drafted. I said that it's the best prospect I have seen since Andrew Luck. I mean, he's incredible. So, you know, to me, Joe Burrow and – but not just Joe Burrow. It's Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase, two hundred sixty-six I mean, yards receiving. That's those are. You know what? That that's the John Madden video game numbers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe he was paying homage to the man. Yeah. I have no idea. I mean, seriously, yeah. that was that was like incredible. And they've been that way, and nobody has seemed to be able to stop those two. So, it, it, it's really, really unbelievable. And and they have other weapons as well. And that win, I mean, I'm sure the. The Chiefs having ten penalties for eighty-five yards didn't really help right, them. Right, right. Um, and the end of the game shenanigans. I did. I completely disagreed with what Zach Taylor was trying to do, but eventually it didn't even matter them getting the ball and getting the penalties. So, you know, we'll see with the Bengals. You got to see a little bit more out of their defense. But hey, in this year of craziness in the AFC, yeah, where anybody can beat anybody, don't put it past anybody to get to the Super Bowl. You know, now I know they've they've clinched the division, but do you feel that um, are they doing the right thing by giving Joe Burrow the week off? 
A hundred percent, yes. Okay. I mean, goodness. Okay. I mean, the guy was walking off the field with a limp. Yeah, yeah. Get him out of here for a week. <laughs> I guess my only – and the only reason I ask that just, you know, I, I don't know how big you think momentum is in football, but when you're coming off a performance like that and then to suddenly be put on ice, you know, I don't know how much, you know, whether that's really a factor in the NFL or not. Everybody needs a week off at this point in the okay. season. Right. <laughs> That's what I'll say. Uh, the other game last week that uh, that was fascinating to watch and what a, a great comeback uh, by the Los Angeles Rams last week. I thought they were mm. dead in the water. And to come back and score 13 points uh, in that fourth quarter and come back and beat the Ravens, that was, a, uh, that was a good statement win, I felt, for the Rams, one that they really needed last week. Man, I mean, they struggle bust again. This is the yeah, second week in a row for yep. Matt Stafford. I yep. mean, it's it's concerning to me. Uh, I'll say this: I mean, they won the game in the in in right at the end of the first half because, you know, Baltimore was um, up ten nothing, and just decided to get the ball back and uh, not a lot of time left on the clock. They decided to go for the aggressive play, and they're up ten nothing with a backup quarterback. I mean, yeah, and, and they throw an interception, and all of a sudden it's ten seven at halftime, and that was the way it went. I mean. That that was you know, and obviously the Rams had to come back, but like you know, you, you're up ten nothing at halftime. You, the, the Ravens are winning that game. But, I yeah, mean, but you know what? You then yeah, you have to say this: John Harbaugh has been consistent in his aggressive decisions uh, that he has made this year. You know, with with going for things on fourth down, going for a two instead of an extra point. I mean, he has been very very aggressive this year. So it's not something that has been out of character for him. That's for sure. No, you, listen, If you you don't have to be out of character, but, you know, I mean, not every aggressive decision is the right one. Well, no, agree. You know, I yep. mean, I think you'd be out of character and make a dumb freaking decision, you know, and, <laughs> I, and, and, and that, you know, that what he did there. And, you know, newsflash, the Ravens have lost five in a row. Right. So, I mean, it's not like some of these decisions are really working out for them, are they? So, you know, to me, I would I would say the it's very sad that the Ravens have had the seasons they've had, but they've been the infirmary of the league. They get the infirmary award, you know. Right. Uh, we'll give them we'll give them, uh, you know, two free tickets to the, to the hospital. I mean, that's serious. But I would say that the Rams are concerning with their quarterback play and they need to get back to running the ball. That's what they did for right. so many years. And it worked out so good. And they ran that play action. So if they get back to that. The sky's the limit for them, but right now they got to figure out their issues. Uh, last uh, thing from last week, and you called this one when you made your picks last week, and you know I don't know whether there was a, there was a Madden effect or not, but the Raiders with a nice win last week, uh, the uh, the game winning field goal with uh, no time left on the clock, and uh, they beat the Indianapolis Colts, and that that was uh, that looked like a game they kind of might let get away from them, but a nice job by the uh, by the Raiders last week. You knew the mystique of Madden was in the building. I mean, that's just it had to be. Right. You know? I mean, to me, uh, look, they, they didn't run the ball well at all, but their right. defense was awesome. I mean, they, they played great. Carson Wentz, another kind of like up and down season. Yep. And this just continued. He had a great week last week. And then this week just kind of had laid a little bit of an egg. And, you know, I give credit a lot of it, though, to Derek Carr. I mean, Derek Carr has been outstanding yep. this year. Yep. Outstanding. And he's held that team together. Great win by the Raiders. And I think most of America will probably be rooting for the Raiders uh, on Sunday night when they play the Chargers for, I the, never division, root, uh, for I, the wild card. I never root for the Raiders. I, I had a feeling. <laughs> yeah. uh, I've been a Charger fan for so long, I never root for the Raiders. But I will say this. Uh not only is you know Carr's been great, but you know what impressed me? His post-game interview, not only is he like a great quarterback, he just seems like a great human being. 
Mm. You know, he I is. mean, he very, very classy with some of his comments that he made after the game. And I, I think that's the thing that might you know, maybe impress me more than his play last week. He's like the opposite of any Raider quarterback we've ever known. Yes. <laughs> You're right. Imagine, imagine if they had had somebody like that yeah. back then. It's yeah. incredible. All right, let's get to our picks for this week. Uh, we're going to go over time, but the good news is I own the station, so screw them. Uh, all right, let's start off. Uh, we're, our first game will be on uh, Saturday. We're going to go. Uh, Dallas is going to Philadelphia. A tough loss for the Cowboys last week, and a lot of question marks around that Cowboy team. Um, at Philly, I know you've been a big Philly fan. Dallas, though, a seven-point favorite on the road. Yeah, I, this line has fluctuated. It's gone to four and a half. It's gone to seven. Right. It's like it's crazy because I think there's a lot of speculation on who's actually playing. Right. The Eagles have 12 guys out for COVID. Right. So, you know, I, I, it's hard to kind of gauge this game. The Eagles have nothing to play for. Right. If I, the Eagles are going to sit most of their guys. It sounded like Dallas is not going to do that, but not really entirely sure why they wouldn't do that. But maybe they play them the first half and then call the dogs off. This game is so odd. I, I'll go. I'll go Cowboys just because I don't think the Eagles are really going to play a lot of players. All right. Uh, this next one, uh, slight playoff implications, I guess. Uh, Pittsburgh is at Baltimore. Pittsburgh needs a win, and then the impossible to happen. They need Jacksonville to beat Indianapolis, which uh, I have a better chance of regrowing my hair than that happening. I think. Uh, but uh, Baltimore is a five and a half point favorite at home. Oh, I I think that. Uh... I think that you're going to see a t- two teams play hard because let me tell you something. Gene. Do you know the last time the Colts went to Jacksonville and won? No. 2014. Really? Was the last time that happened. So, so another, listen, another, you're saying, you're saying there's a chance. I'm saying there's a chance, <laughs> you know, I, I'll, wow. that's all I'll say. Okay. Yeah, okay. Very crazy stats. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think both of these two teams will play really, really hard. But I just think the Ravens are too depleted. I think I I, I don't get. It. I mean, they're, they're why they're this big of a favorite. I have no idea. But Tyler Huntley playing, you have the the Steelers lead the league in sacks, right. and the Ravens give up the most sacks in the league. Well, so there, there's the right point. There. There's there's the point to your game. Yeah. So okay. All right. So we'll we'll circle Pittsburgh on that one. Um, Arizona would like to uh, finish out with a victory. They are at home against the Seattle Seahawks. The the talk, the, the, the one thing, the talk this week is it sounds like uh, uh, Russell Wilson is making noise like he doesn't want to leave Seattle. Uh you know, I don't know how much to how much to believe that, but anyway, Arizona is a six and a half point favorite at home. I think he's getting pulled in a lot of different directions. I think, yeah. you know, maybe there's – I think his wife wants him to go to New York. I think that's definitely clear. But I, I don't – you know, Russell is a very, you know, committed person. And, right. and, it's, and it also has to make sense for the Seahawks. I mean, if the Seahawks can't replace him, then they're not going to let him go. So, right. you know, we'll see if that happens. You know, I think that the noise on that is quieted down. But, you know, to me, I think Arizona's got a lot to play for here. They might be motivated. But, I, listen, don't put it past. Don't put it past the Seahawks to come out and win this game. Yeah, I'm not. I, I, yeah, do, I, I, do think, I do think that they definitely have a chance to do that, and they want to finish strong. I think they have a lot of pride. If there's a team that might be on upset alert this week, it might be the Cardinals. Yep. I really just believe that. But I've been a big Seahawks supporter all season long, and they just have been the most unlucky team. Yep. I mean, they've just been horrible in the, in the fourth quarter of games. So I'll pick the Cardinals, but 
but but I they don't but they could, don't cover. That's what you're. No, that's what you're I, telling I me. think I I think they could lose this game. Yeah. honestly, really easily. Okay. All right. Next one. Uh, the 49ers need the win at the Rams. The Rams are a four point favorite. Okay, I love this one because now we get to see like okay, this is what's going to play out. Um, I just I, I think it's going to be Trey Lance playing this week for the 49ers. Yep. I don't think Jimmy's going to play. Jimmy said that um, Jimmy flat out said the thumb hurts. <laughs> you know, yeah. he, I mean, he hasn't he hasn't said, oh, yeah, I'm going to gut it. He just said, no, nah, it hurts. Yeah. Oh, stay off the video games. Right. Jimmy. That's fine. <laughs> no, but, you know, I'll say this, you know, the 49ers are much more physical up front than the Rams are. I just don't know how the 49ers are going to be able to stop them in the secondary. I mean, the, the Cooper Cup is going to eat lunch, I mean, all yeah. over the field. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be really hard to cover them. Um, and the 49ers are going to have to run the football really well because Trey Trey Lance, as, as, as much as I like him, he has a lot of growing up to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's too big of a moment for him. I'm going to take the Rams, and I think they'll win, and I think they'll win you know, probably by a touchdown. Okay. All right. The Patriots – on the road at Miami, Patriots. You know, look, it, the chances, as you said, it's probably a wild card uh, they're headed for. But they need this win to make sure that they don't drop too far down. Uh, you know, as, as, for their seed. So six and a half point favorite at Miami, a Miami team that now knows they're dead in the water. I hate going to Miami at this time. I know. I mean, it's just freaking awful. I mean, how many Book years ends, they start? They start. With- and finish at Miami this year. I, I know. It's like, it's so frustrating. It's just like, we put us in the middle of the year, like October, right. like we'll play them. But it, it, it always comes down to this. And, you know, it's been a house of horrors, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, they've lost three of four and they've lost three or four in Miami as well. Right. So it's, you know, it's going to be a hard game. There's no question about that. And I think that, but I do think that Tennessee kind of gave a blueprint to figure out Miami. Miami has played some really awful teams. I right. mean, really, we talk about this. Yep. And Tennessee kind of exposed them last week. You know, Tua is good, but he's more of a gimmicky quarterback, I think, running a different style of offense. And, and look, Miami's defense is going to have to keep them in the game. But I think the Patriots, there's a revenge factor from that way. They, they, played, they outplayed the Dolphins in that game, and they know they did, and they screwed it up at the end. Right. And, you know, to me, I think that there's going to be a little bit of that going on this week. They're motivated. You know, you never know. Bills lose to the Jets. You know, maybe something happens there. The Jets play hard. But, you know, I, I, I don't see it because of the Jets. But, right. you know, I think uh, I think the Patriots come out motivated. I think they come out hot and try to finish their season the right way uh, and hope for a miracle. So I'll, I'll think the Patriots will win this game. And then the Sunday night game. The game that is going to be huge, and two teams that have a history, two teams that, you know, hey, they don't like each other. We heard that a million times. But the Chargers are on the road at Vegas. The Chargers are a three-point favorite. Man, it's, it's this is going to be fun. I yeah. mean, we basically get another playoff game, right. don't we? I mean, yep. it's awesome. So two great storied franchises. Um, can I pick the tie? So they both get uh, in. You know, <laughs> you know, can you really believe that people thought that that kind of a fix would actually be in? I mean, you know, that, that they would actually do something like that. I was really glad to hear the Chargers come out this week and say, what are you, nuts? Yeah. Can you imagine the commissioner's office just going? Everybody, would get, everybody I mean, would get fired. 
Everybody oh and fined and you know, suspended and yeah, it would be brutal. They wouldn't even they would they would let somebody else in the playoffs. Yeah, they probably I would. I mean, You're probably right. They, they cancel yeah. those two teams. Yeah. Bring us the Ravens and the Steelers. Right. <laughs> um, you know, so, uh, so to me, it's going to be awesome. The key to this game, I think, is if Darren Waller plays, which it sounds like he may. Uh, that's going to change the whole dynamic of the game. I mean, it it really will. Darren Waller is one of the scariest guys in the league to have to cover. Mm-hmm. So to me, I, it's it's going to be hard for them as much as the Chargers, you know, have been a, kind of a little bit of a darling for everybody loving Justin Herbert. Their defense has been just awful. Yeah. I mean, it's been freaking brutal. So to me, I think that there is something special after all the crap that the Raiders have dealt with all year. And there's been a lot. Yeah, there's been a and, lot. And, and the off the field, yeah. you know, with the players and – you know everything, John Madden. Yeah. I mean, I I think it's lined up. It's in the stars for the Raiders this week. I just I think it's going to be magical. The first quote unquote playoff game in Vegas. Yep. You know, with fans. I think the Raiders go out and they win, and they win it dramatically. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. So I got to ask, uh, Michigan fan. Oh, I knew this was coming. Well, I'm sorry. I, you know, you got to bring it up. But that, um, I, I got to be honest. I didn't think that Michigan could win that game, but I did not expect them to be dominated the way that they did. Where did they go wrong? Well, I just think that, that you know, I think you saw it from the beginning of the of the opening is that you know when you saw Michigan coming out of the tunnel, they put a camera on Aiden Hutchinson and they said, "Look at Aiden Hutchinson, looking around, taking in the moment." And the whole team is sitting there looking up at the entire stadium. Like, right. I can't believe we're here. Right. And then all of a sudden, somebody just punched the lights out <laughs> in the beginning of the game. And no, and they never yeah. woke up. Yeah. I mean, it was it was just like they just laid there um, on the floor. So it was, yeah, I, I just think the moment was so big. And I think they realized, like, what we accomplished this year was amazing. But, you know, this is a different caliber of team. You know, I mean, and, uh, and it just I, was what it was. Yeah, you know, and I, I want to – you're more plugged into this than I am. For Michigan fans, does this take away from the successful season? And, and, and actually, was it more important that they beat Ohio State than they beat Georgia in the semifinals of the college playoffs? I think it was. <laughs> I, I, I honestly, I honestly I knew do. You were say I mean, that. Yeah. I think it was. It yeah. was more important. I mean, they yeah. needed to get over that. They won the Big Ten. It was, you know, this was a magical year, and I'm not complaining at all. I think right. it's, I think it's awesome. Now, I mean, the rumor mill now starts about oh, Jim Harbaugh, NFL, and yeah, yeah. you know, to me, that is so typical. You know, I mean, if that if that were to happen, so you know, it, it is what it is. But no, you'll never forget this year. This was an awesome year that. Show the Michigan is back on the map, and if it's right. Harbaugh next year, you know we'll get a good recruiting class. And if not, Godspeed. I mean, I've been well, calling for his firing for years. Yeah, and, and you know, know, if you're John, if you're Jim Harbaugh, you know, you might it might be the time. If you're unless you're committed to being a college coach for the rest of your life, this might be the time because you go out on top. You've done. You know, you've put Michigan football back where it needs to be, and you can ride into back into the NFL on that if that's what you want to do. Yeah, I mean, 
when you do something for one year, though, like to yeah, me, yeah. is that really bringing somewhere I, back to where it needs to be? I mean, I the, where know. Michigan football was was where Ohio State is. I mean, so, like that's so they that's need where to, they so were. He needs, he needs to come back and beat Ohio State for a second straight year and win the Big Ten Absol- for a second straight I, I, year. Yeah. I think so. I mean, yeah. absolutely. I think that the Michigan will be back if they're consistent, right? You know, like that's that's what it matters. And, you know, this was a great year, but, you know, we've had a lot of one hit wonder years. You know, I mean, uh, how many songs can you name in the 80s that were one hit wonders, right. you know, and now right. now it's here. So but I think Jim is just his own man. He's a renaissance guy. He loves history. He, he is un, unapologetically bashful uh, about, you know, things and um, and brazen. And he's going to do what he wants to do. And look, he did what he had to do in, in this. But. To me, it would be a little bit as a fan of the team, it would be a little bit of a slap in the face and and kind of a little bit typical of of Jim Harbaugh because he goes where he wants. And to me, a lot of the time it's about him. So, uh, you know, I have no problem criticizing him for that. I'm thankful for what he did this year. But, you know, at the end of the day, you want somebody that's committed to your program. And uh, if that's the way it is, then that's the way it is. All right. Well, so if we're going to talk about that, that would be Jim Harbaugh's legacy in, in, in Michigan. And there'd be a lot of upset people on the other side of this. Now, when we go into the championship game um, this week and, and a lot of talk down here, cause I'm right on the Georgia border. So I'm in bulldog mm-hmm. country. Uh, and there's a lot of talk about the fact that Kirby smarts legacy is kind of on the line in this title game. He's never beaten his former boss. He's 0-4 mm-hmm. against Alabama. And, you know, it, it's great that, you know, that he's gotten them into the, the conversation all the time. But when you're talking about Georgia, you know, he is brought up against guys like Mark Richt and Vince Dooley. And, and, and is this if he does, if he can't beat Alabama, you know, is Kirby Smart's legacy going to be that as a I don't think loser is necessarily the right term, but does this damage his legacy in Georgia if he can't beat Alabama this week you know I don't think it damages his legacy long term just because he hasn't really been there that long right you know I mean and and at the time the time that he has been there they've been in the SEC championship game like right almost every year and I think they only missed it like once since he's been like once you know and they've been to a national championship game I mean they they were they were a touchdown pass away from a, a national championship. So I would say if he doesn't win this year, I think there's going to be hard press that he ever beats the guy because I don't know how much time Saban has left. <laughs> right, right. But but you know I I think it's going to be a fascinating game. Well, so um, well, give me the pick because that's that was my that's my next question. Right, I think it's going to be a fascinating game. I think it's going to be different than the last game. I think I think George is going to try to force Alabama. To, to run the football, and I think that if they do try to pass it, I think Georgia will be much more aggressive than they were uh, when they when they played them the first time in terms of blitzing Bryce Young because Bryce Young really didn't play all that well against Cincinnati. He was pressured. He looked very rattled in the yeah. game, and, and Alabama was able to run the ball really easily. So, you know, I think that that's what they'll try to do because I think the strength of their team is a D-line. Um, can Stetson Bennett be Stetson Bennett? I, I think can he – can he rise up to this occasion? He did it against Michigan. Can he rise up to the occasion? It's a huge factor. And, you know, without Mechie, I think Alabama's going to have a little bit more trouble. Everybody's saying, you know, why Alabama as a dog, give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. But I do think that 
that Georgia has a little bit more to play for, and I think they'll be much more motivated. And I and I honestly, I think Georgia's going to win the game. I really do. I, I'll pick Georgia to 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 exercise the demons and and beat Alabama. I just I think Alabama is a great team, and I wouldn't be surprised if they won the game. Obviously, but I think Georgia just has something this year that they they are the best team in the country, and I think they'll prove it. Well, uh, since I'm on uh, since the Atlanta stations are all my local stations on Directv down here, there'll be some celebrating going on on my television, I guess. Uh, hey, can we can game. we hopefully keep this game under four hours? You think it's under four? No, hours? I mean, this no, is going to be the longest yeah. game of my life. It's, it's horrible. It, it's gotten it's gotten out of hand. It really has. Um, let's finish this on an NFL note before I let you go. Do you care at all what the Washington Football Team's new nickname is? Nope. Don't care. <laughs> That's the first thing I, you know, I saw this thing on television. It was like, Washington's going to announce its new new nickname on 2222. And I'm like, yeah, all right, who cares? Yeah, like, <laughs> okay. Like, I mean, I think it's going to be I mean, the Washington Snyders. I, I, <laughs> wouldn't that be great? Yeah, maybe they'll, maybe, maybe if uh, to get a vote, a vote well, in 24, I'll well, name the Washington Trumps. I mean, well, they could, knows, do, well they could do that, or they could be the Washington. I'm telling you, here's the, here's, here's the Washington Snyders, and they get Snyders of Hanover, the pretzel company, to like be their, <laughs> their, their stadium sponsor, and there you go. All, all I want, and I've said it from the beginning, is Washington Redskin potatoes. That's all I want. <laughs> oh, my God. That's all I want. Oh, my God. So bad. I, I've never heard that. Oh my God, that would be awesome. Not gonna, that would be the best. Not going to happen, but that would be the greatest thing ever. Oh, it would be amazing. <laughs> it would be such a such a troll. I mean, in this day and age, with everybody trolling oh, on Twitter, it'd be oh, perfect. that would be marvelous. All right, my friend, I'm going to let you go because I know you have some shoveling to do. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say what I want to say. Uh, I'm, th- I'm, thank I'm, you. I'm <laughs> but uh, listen, uh, be careful. Don't hurt your back out there. Uh, you're young, but uh, that stuff can still be heavy. So uh, good luck up in Connecticut, and we will talk to you next week. Uh, and uh, prior to the start of the playoffs, I can't wait. I can't oh, wait. It's the freaking best. The playoffs <laughs> in the NFL. What's better than that? I mean, that's going to be so awesome. The World, Ser- the World Series is better than that. Uh, you're <laughs> so old. You're just Thank old. You. You're an you. old person. <laughs> All right, Dan, have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. You too, bud. Take care. Dan Zampano here on Sports Country Radio. That is going to do it for us here this morning. We'll be back next Monday, a week when uh, next week. <laughs> God, nice, nice smooth finish, Gene. We'll be back in three days with another edition of the Wake Up Call. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the NFL football. We leave it this morning with some music from Mary Chapin Carpenter. A lot of football teams are hoping that uh, they feel this on on Saturday and Sunday. I feel lucky. We'll see you on Monday. You've been listening to the Wake Up Call on Sports Country.